Welcome to the podcast Beer and People from Beer Story Brewhouse. Beer Stories is normally a YouTube channel with tips, guides and how-to videos for homebrewing, but I also do interviews with exciting people in the beer industry and these are very suited for the podcast format and you'll find them all right here. Hey Teddy. Hello. Hey, thanks for meeting with me today. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. I know you're in the middle of a brew, so uh, I'm glad you have the time to, to meet me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, second half of uh, Always Sunny on Fainy. Yeah. And Fainy's deciding to rain all day. So yep. We walked here is. from the ferry, so <laughs> we got yeah, pretty wet. <laughs> um, so who are you and what's your role here on Fainy Boycruz? So I'm Teddy. Uh, I'm one of uh, three brewers here at Fainy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm English, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, I've been here for nearly three years now. Uh, my background is uh, cask, so traditional handful okay. English yeah, beers. Cool. Uh, and I'm, I moved here when uh, my girlfriend, who I met, who's from the island, we met in London, and yeah, we decided to move back when a, a vacancy came up here. So yeah. Been here and enjoying it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. So you have been brewing cask before. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Does uh, Fanu have any cask ales? Uh... No. Uh, it's something that I would really love to do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's something that's in the in the pipelines, maybe. Yeah. I think the hardest part would be getting the Danish beer drinkers into cask. Yeah. Uh, a little bit tricky, but we've got some ideas to do more kind of like uh, modern style beers as a cask. Yeah. And then put it. I, I know there are breweries in England that have success with that, mm. but also it's an English tradition. So yeah, exactly. But uh, but cask ale, if they are made the right way and served the right way at the right time, Perfect. Yep. it's a great beer. Precisely. Like uh, the thing with cask is, it takes a lot more attention yeah. after you've got it into the uh, into the barrel itself. Yeah. As long as you keep it cool and you're keeping your lines all kind of sorted out, it's really really good. Yeah. And I think I'd, I'd love to introduce it or be one of the first breweries in, in Denmark doing it. Basically. Yeah. It'd be a lot that'd, of fun. that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, how would you describe uh, Fanny Boykus in your own words? My own words. So we are. Obviously located on Fainu, um, we're quite a, a small brewery. Uh, we have, uh, uh, we, we kind of specialize in dark beers. I'd say that's what we do, a lot of really good beers. Yeah. Um, we've been doing a lot more barrel aging recently and, and that's gone down really, really well. Uh, beers like Red Wedding and Whiskey yeah. Rye are really good. Um, we, we're three guys, all really into beer. Uh, and yeah, we're just trying to do the best beers we can, really. Um, only available in bottles at the moment, uh, and kind of in Denmark, but we, we want to kind of expand it. It's, it's a really good place to work. It's really good quality beer, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also quite nice because we're quite blessed with Fainu being a destination, like a holiday island. Yeah. Uh, so in the summer, it's, the tap room's always packed and stuff, and it's a, it's a really good atmosphere and things. Yeah, and exactly. the beers kind of We're sitting up. in the tap room now, and then... It's a great atmosphere in here, even though there are a few people. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's just really cozy and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the idea is to kind of make a place where you kind of want to sit and have a few beers, basically, and just yeah. chill out, which yeah. is always good. Yeah. Play some board games and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Cool. So what's your mission here? Do you have something you, that you aim for? Or? Yeah, I think um, we, we, we're determined to make the best beer we can and try and make beer that we both enjoy, we really enjoy as brewers to drink and also obviously trying to kind of create beer that everyone will enjoy um i'd say we 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 focus we don't focus but we're we're really really uh, kind of honing in the barrel aging and stuff i think that's yeah. our main kind of thing that we're known for 
as long as some of the uh, more hoppy IPAs and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, our, our kind of mission statement is just to do the best beer we can. We we won um, Danish Brewery of the Year this yeah. year, which is really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, we said that we set that out to do that a few years ago, within five years, and we've already achieved it. So now yeah. we've got to cool. kind of do it again, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we just want to make good beer, people enjoy to drink, and, and a good high quality. And also just to try different styles and also test ourselves as brewers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as a brewer and as a beer lover, I guess, <laughs> what uh, is it fun for you to make the same beer or do you want to experiment or, or which way do you do think is most uh, fun for you? I think you can find fun in both of them. I think one of the, the most enjoyable things about brewing the same beer over and over again is uh, really kind of uh, making sure that it's the best quality you can. Yeah. So paying attention to the small things. So everything from like pH levels to, to temperatures and, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, new beers are always really exciting, uh, especially when you do them the first time. Mm. Uh, and then the hardest time is doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> basically. But uh, yeah, we, 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 it's also just fun. I'm one of the people who just enjoy brewing. Yeah. So you could, I could the whole the process. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it's kind of meditating. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. You can't do anything else. So you just calm down and just, mm. yeah, relieve your stress. You kind of, yeah. you, you get into the zone. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like all these plates spinning, as I like to say. And, and yeah. you can just kind of really enjoy the process. Yeah, exactly. And then it's also nice. It's kind of like cooking. If you enjoy the actual process, then you get a nice product at the end as yeah. well, which is always good. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you won uh, Best Brewery. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was really great. And I, that was actually one of my questions. Uh, why do you think you did that? Because there are quite a few great breweries in Denmark now. Uh, so there's also a great competition, I think. Yeah, so we, we really tried to focus on... Um, getting beer out into Denmark and getting it across Denmark. So we, we're, like I said, we're located on the West Coast and we've kind of got our home base here, like I was saying, with the, with the summer tourism and stuff. So we wanted to do more kind of like tap takeovers and meet the brewers and things yeah. like that. I think the main focus has been on just customer care. So we do beer tastings uh, mainly here, but also around the place. And I think one of the things that a lot of the people well, uh, one of the things that people said when they were voting for us was that just the taproom itself and the staff are so knowledgeable and, and enjoyable. Yeah. And I think we came out with some really good beers this year as well, which kind of like hit all the nails on the head, really, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So um, I just think our quality of beer over the whole thing was really good. I think we've got uh, really good uh, seasonals as well, which also really helps. Um, and yeah, I just think that we, 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 we have a real kind of emphasis on kind of customer care as well and making yeah. sure that the drinkers enjoy their beer. Um, we never put out a beer that we're not happy with no. uh, in that sense. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So how do you develop new beer? So we, we try to basically sit around and uh, kind of brainstorm. So collabs are a really good way of kind of uh, coming across new beers. Um, so we can kind of get together with another brewery and, and do something that we both kind of had our, our our kind of mindset on. Um, so things like we've done, collabs we've done recently, we've done an export stout, which is just a kind of, a stout which is a 7.3 and just really nice to easy to drink. Yeah. It's more experimental things such as a um, forest fruit sour aged on cocoa nibs and vanilla. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've done a peach milkshake IPA as well, which is gonna be coming out soon as well. 
I think really uh, when coming up with new ideas, um, we, we try new beers and, or, or we've got like ideas. So I think all of us have got like things that we want to try or like we come up with an idea and then how can we make that a, a real thing and also on a, on a big kit. We've, we've got a pilot kit as well. So yeah. that's just like, a, it's like a, a grain father, you know, like the kind of yeah, one ones. Yeah. So, just a homebrew. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's basically just a homebrew setup. Yeah. And what we'll do is if there's something that we don't want to do on a big scale straight away, yeah. we'll try it on that. Yeah. And then if it's good, then we'll, we'll upscale it basically. Yeah. Um, and we'll try things like uh, aging beers as well and different things in, in corny yeah. kegs and okay. see how that goes. That's actually cool you do that because, uh, well, it takes basically the same time to brew on a small grain farm than yeah. you're on your big system. Pretty much. So, yeah. And it's mostly the time that it's, that's expensive for you, I think. So yeah, we, I know there's not many breweries that do those really small batches. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we when we do it on the pilot kit, it's only like, Two, two, three kegs normally, yeah. uh, and we have a, a, a series called Test Batch. So we're up to Test Batch 7 now, huh? which is where we'll just do a beer, call it Test Batch, whatever, and then uh, sell it only here at the tap room and see how it goes, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does any of the beers you have now uh, in your core line, were any of those in the test batch or the pilot batch? Not in the uh, not in the core. No. So the, the, with the test batch, it would be more trying out a, a system. So things like um, when to add fruit, mm. uh, or uh, how much, how many oats can we add, like in a, a in the kind of grain bill and stuff, and yeah. get away without getting a stuck mash. Yeah. Okay. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so really pushing the boundaries of the yeah, brew systems. And yeah. there was one test batch six uh, was a raspberry sour, which came out really nicely. And that was something that we've done again on a bigger scale, but we didn't uh, kind of label it and stuff. We just kept it as test batch six. Yeah. Cause that's what people knew it as. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, cool. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into barrel aging? So we've always had a small barrel age program. Uh, so 2018 uh, red wedding came out, yeah. which is one of the beers we're most famous for. Yeah. Um, and that's been doing it every single year. The reason the barrel program expanded so much, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. So uh, during the second lockdown, we wanted to keep making beer, but obviously we didn't know how long the lockdown was going to last. No. We didn't want to do a beer and then it's like been sitting there for three, four months. Uh, so we just bought barrel after barrel after barrel after barrel <laughs> after barrel. So we were up to 85 barrels now. Yeah. Uh, and the idea was, was to do beer now and have it ready in the future. Yeah. So we're still producing beer. Uh, and for us, patience is key with the barrel aging. So we normally do anywhere between six to 13, 14 months in a barrel. Okay. Um, so that kind of worked out quite well. Yeah. And which kind of barrels is, is it? So we've got a really good connection. So um, we we're really local to Stowning Whiskey. Yeah. So we're, all our whiskey barrels are Stowning. Yeah. But at the moment, uh, we have a barrel dealer. Uh, uh, shout out to John Paul. He is a small guy, he's got a warehouse in France, and currently at the moment we have um, red wine, we have uh, red port, white port, we have uh, uh, Pablo Jimenez uh, sherry barrels, we've okay. got um, uh, Jamaican rum barrels, we've got some cognac barrels, uh, what else have we got? Um, there's so many. Yeah. We've got a few that are kind of souring as well that we're trying okay. to make some yeah. more brooms and stuff. Um, so what kind of beer do you put on the different barrels? Mainly dark beers, yeah. I think. Stouts or? Yeah, the vast majority are imperial stouts. Yeah. Uh, we've also done, um, so things like uh, 
uh, all slightly different. So some of chocolate or some of coffee or more lactose in them and things for the mouthfeel yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mainly all stouts. We have done, uh, we've got a barley wine in port barrels at the, mo at the moment. In port barrels? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, so that should be pretty good. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I think that's the lights we've got. And then, well, like I said, we're, we're trying a, to do like an old broom style sour in one of the old uh, whiskey barrels basically yeah. as well. Yeah, okay, cool. What does this barrel aging mean for the beer? So barrel aging is, uh, so during the process of barrel aging, what's happening is the beer itself is kind of absorbing in and out of the wood. And what that's doing is it'll be picking up characteristics of the spirit itself, as well as some of the kind of things like the oak kind of character and things as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so what you're doing is you're, you're kind of maturing the beer in a, in, a, in a state which will allow it to kind of absorb more of uh, the, spirit, the spirit flavors. So things like uh, you might get some of the kind of acidity from red wine, or you might get the kind of uh, the warmth of the alcohol from the rum, for example. Yeah. Uh, and it just adds an extra layer of complexity to the to the beer itself. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes it more of a, a slow drinker rather than a, a, a kind of down it when you're in a yeah. Nice it's not sunny a session day. beer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and it, it it really just adds like an extra layer of the complexity. And like I said before, like patience is key. So the longer you yeah. leave it in there, the more it kind of has time. And as the weather changes as well, as it, as it warms up, the, the beer will kind of expand into the wood and then as yeah. it cools out, it'll kind of contract again. Okay, so, yeah. But, yeah. But you can leave it in there too long, can't you? Probably, yeah. I think yeah. there's some, some breweries will leave them in there for years, I think, okay. uh, depending on what you're... It also kind of depends on what you're looking for because some alcohol, such as like rum, for example, can be quite forward. Yeah. You don't want it to be overtaking the beer. You want it to kind of go hand in hand with the beer, basically. Yeah. You want it to to kind of merge Support really Support the beer, yeah, not exactly. overtake the beer. Yeah. Precisely, yeah. yeah. So how do you control that? Do you taste them every month? or yeah, uh, Not every month. So we'll normally leave it in, I think the first testing is normally about three to six months in. Yeah. Uh, some beer that we've done multiple times, we know like we're going to leave it for 12 months and it should be fine. Uh, the first time we do a beer in a barrel age, we'll, we'll test it and then see what it's kind of going. And also, um, each barrel is different. So we, it's not just one beer from one barrel. It'll be, you know, six to eight barrels, basically. Mm. So especially with whiskey barrels, you might find that you'd be like, okay, this one is really, really smoky. Yeah. Or this one's quite peaty. Okay. Uh, and then what you have to do is you, you pair the barrels with other barrels and then blend them together. Yeah. And then you Just like of... a whiskey uh, blender would yeah, do, exactly. actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, we, we, um, the, we've left some in barrels for a long time just to see what happens. Yeah. And if we're just not happy with it as it is, then we'll just keep it in there really. Okay. So, yeah. And just to see what's happen what happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we, we'll keep it as long as we can. Um, and just hopefully we don't have to dump it. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, we haven't had any barrels we've had to dump. Um, no. like I said, the only one that's been in there for a long period of time is the is the souring one just because it yeah. still isn't quite there yet. No. The nose is amazing, but uh, yeah. we feel that it can go a little bit further with the- With uh, the acidity or- Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. we take notes on each barrel and then we'll go back to the notes and kind of see like, okay, so we were getting um, like vanilla and, and, and these kind of flavors from it. And then the next time you can go, okay, well, that's kind of smoothed out a little bit now and now we're getting more of this and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so which beer can be barrel aged and which beer would you never do a barrel aged beer? So normally the rule is the stronger the beer, a strong beer is good to put into barrels. Um, 
No is meat. That, is, it, is that from the alcohol? Because alcohol can, abs can what's called uh, absorb or the, the aromas and yeah. some bitter or, or, or what is that? A little bit. And also, the stronger the beer, the less likely it is to get infected as well. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's sitting in a... You, you don't sterilize the barrel first. No. Normally the alcohol in there will kind of keep it sterile in that sense. But also, like, certain beers just don't pair well with, um, with spirits as well. So, for example, you wouldn't put, like, a lager in a barrel. No. Um, you wouldn't put... Uh, uh, well, you, you, can, you can put whatever you want in the barrel. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but um, from my experience, uh, Imperial Stouts um, work really, really well in barrels and also just kind of stronger, darker beers. Yeah. Um, we've played, we've bounced around the idea of doing something like an imperial wheat beer in a, in a gin barrel. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that we've kind of thought of. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just because it's never been done. So no. it might be really good. It might yeah. just not work at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that the, the, the darker beers, because they're more roasted and more kind of chocolate elements to it, the, the spirits kind of work with them a lot easier. Yeah, well. and the, the tannins build up the body as well. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, which one is your favorite beer of these? Well, the barrel aging. Yeah. So I would. Uh, one of the more recent ones we've done is uh, White Wedding. So Red Wedding is one that we've done for a few years now, and it's a very reliable um, imperial stout aged in red wine barrels. But we decided to do the exact same, the exact same beer, but we aged it in white port barrels. Yeah. And it's silky smooth. Yeah. It's such a good drink and such an easy drink, and it's also really good because. When you do like a side by side with the Red Wedding, they're just two completely different beers in that sense. Yeah. Um, other Imperials, uh, or other barrel aged ones I like, um, the barrel aged uh, Imperial Yule Porter is a really good one. So that's yeah. a, again a seasonal. Yeah. And that is a kind of cinnamon coffee style aged in whiskey barrels. Yeah. And that comes out really nice. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Who inspires you? Which other breweries? Now, you, you told me that you do a lot of collabs and stuff like that. But are there any uh, breweries around, both in Denmark and around the world, that inspires you to uh, achieve uh, inspires something? Inspires is the word. I, I have a lot of respect for any brewery that is trying not to kind of follow the trends, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, obviously, like kind of New England's and hoppy beers burst onto the scene, and, and they're a really reliable beer, and they're a good beer to drink. But there's some breweries out there that are just trying weird and wacky stuff that um, always kind of goes out quite well. Uh, breweries that inspire me that's a good question um, <laughs> uh, breweries I have a lot of respect for there's um, uh, Brew by Numbers in London uh, I worked uh, where I worked before was just down the road from them so I got to know them quite a lot I think they have a really good approach um, mm -hmm. they do everything from, from sours to, to pale ales and, and things like that Yeah. Uh, other weird kind of breweries I like what Mad Scientists are doing yeah. in, um, I think they've got some They've got some really interesting barrel aging stuff, and again, weird sours and things. I think you can take it a little bit too far and rely yeah. on the weird and wackiness. Yeah. But I think if you can find that middle ground, uh, Danish breweries, uh, Tool, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for them. I think they're really nice. I think they've also got a, a good approach. Yeah, I sense. like the whole uh, yeah the whole concept with their new uh, Tool CD. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. their their new natural line, the sours. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. They're really good. I had yeah. one for the first time. I really enjoyed it. And also, where they've got Bruce as well, they're kind of like little sister mini brewery. Yeah. Uh, for me, that'd be like a great place to work. You've just got a tiny brewery. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. In, in that sense. <laughs> and, and they come up with a good range of beers, I think. Um, but then you also got 
you know, people like Gamma who have just really honed in their 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 their, their New Englands and their IPAs and stuff. And, yeah, and they but they really concentrate on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They're, they're great at it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, it's nice now they've got their new place that they are trying other styles as well, yeah. which is good to see. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I I got a lot of time for breweries that are okay. Well, we like we know we do this well. Yeah. Let's try something else now. Like yeah. you can focus on your your main skill and then also kind of branch out into other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's important to have some some sort of core yeah, yeah. lineup, and then I I always say you've got the you've got the beers that pay the bills. Yeah, and then you've got the beers that you you, you want to do basically yeah. as well yeah. in that sense. Yeah, so. yeah, cool. Um, so Nipahs, uh, sours, and also barrel aged beers are are hyped right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the next hyped beer? Oh, such a good question. So I think it's going to take a lot for New England to be knocked off the perch. Yeah. I think because they're such a good beer that uh, both beer enthusiasts can drink as well as people that aren't too into their into their beers. It's such yeah. an enjoyable beer. Beers, are, I think, I think sours are going to come forward a lot more. Um, but I, the true sours, because. In my mind, we have the fruit sours where you just yeah. put a lot of raspberry in, and then it's a sour. No, I'd like. And then to, you have the yeah traditional sours. traditional sours. I'd like to see them kind of come forward. It's such a hard thing to say what the the, the, the next trend is. Really, I think we might go. I think we might go full circle and see kind of like pale ales and, and, and the kind of more simpler beers kind of come back to fashion a little bit. Yeah. Um, this IPL, I think, is a lovely beer. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And as I would drink this. Probably, I would like this more than a, a Nipah. I'm yeah. getting there where I'm, yeah. You've had a Nipah, like, yeah. <laughs> so you've you drunk enough of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, and that's the thing. So that's why I think, I think um, where sours are a little bit more newer, I think they're going to be the next thing that kind of takes over. Like you're saying, I'd love to see more natural, like um, kind of traditional sours kind of coming forward. But I think things like fruited sours, like some of the stuff that Oban are doing, I think yeah. um, they're a really good example of fruited sours. Yeah. And for me, I think the the one beer that's going to be the next one to take off is a beer that both beer nerds love and also just regular drinkers enjoy as well. In that sense, yeah. But it's, it's no one knows. Everyone's saying you know New England's had its time in the sun, but I can't see it kind of leaving. But that's why no. I think pale ales and, and IPAs, like traditional more bitter beers, would be a good one to kind of make a comeback in that sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is Fanny thinking about uh, doing any uh, alcohol-free beer? We've played around with the idea of it. Um, so our system that we have and our, our current kind of equipment, we can't really do one very well. We can't pasteurize it and things like that. Um, we've had a few ideas. Um, we've talked to a guy who does like a, a condensed syrup, basically. You yeah. can then kind of put into it. And then um, that's your kind of sugar content. And then as you add it to the water, it kind of thins it out in that sense. Um, we would love to do it, but again, like we, we, we only want to produce beers that we know are going to be good yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely something we've, we've always got our eyes on, um, but it's just it's getting the equipment more yeah. than anything else and yeah. being able to do it well yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something that we know that it's going to need to kind of take off soon because more and more people, you, know, you come to a brewery and you might want to enjoy a beer, but the only thing we can offer you that's non-alcoholic is a soda, so yeah. a little bit yeah. annoying. Yeah. Exactly. But it yeah. could be nice yeah. to do one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question. What's next for you? Me personally or the brewery? Uh, yeah, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I'm really blessed here. I, I can see myself working for Fainu for for ages. I can't see myself moving on. It's it's such a good atmosphere to work in, and I and I feel like we're we're 
on a kind of like a riding a wave at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the brewery itself, uh, like I said, where we won Brewery of the Year, our next achievement is to improve on that and try and win it again next year. Yeah. Uh, like I said, so we, we're, we're going to start trying to do more collabs and do more inventive beers. Um, we've, we've always got our eye on trying to get a canning line. Um, but obviously, yeah. space is an issue with that. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to try and just be more active around Denmark, be more active on like the East Coast as well. Yeah. Try and make connections there to do more tap takeovers and and things like that. Because we're available across the whole of Denmark, but we don't have we have a, a distributor that kind of sorts that all out. Yeah. Um, but we're going to continue to do our barrel aging program. We're going to expand the barrel aging program. We're going to try and do more kind of interesting and different beers, as well as trying to. Uh, introduce uh we always try and introduce new beer, like at least five new beers a year that we do ourselves as well yeah and then come back to them and, and things like that yeah but at the moment it's just about kind of keeping up the success and to continue to brew good beer and, and also just to try and do new different things and, and kind of just keep active in the danish beer market really in that sense yeah yeah cool yeah. well that sounds good yeah yeah thanks for your time all right thank you very much cheers cheers Thanks for listening to the podcast Beer and People from Beer Stories. Visit my YouTube channel Beer Stories for how-to videos for homebrewing, tips, tricks, guides, interviews and much more. You can also follow my blog on Instagram or Facebook or visit my website beerstories.dk.